they're taking what you're saying to them, and they're hoping that you are what you talk. Let's be about anything we drop, because we're going to get tested on it. If, if, if the people on the street don't test us on it, God's going to test us on it. Conspiracy Gangster. News with Attitude. And we're back. Conspiracy Gangster. News with Attitude. I'm your host, Sean Chris. Now we've been away for a minute. Couple weeks. We're trying to get some stuff together, you know, catching up with work and uh, the day-to-day life. But I thought I would come back and try to be hitting these and get in the pocket again, you know? Get back at it and be more consistent as I'm trying to every week. But uh, appreciate everybody that's tuned in right now. Don't forget, you go to 40 and Airwaves, go to killthemockingbirds.com. 40 and Airwaves will be October 6th, 7th, and 8th live podcast. You will never see this podcast ever again with me and Joel Thomas from Kill the Mockingbirds, Cryptids of the Corn, Bump Podcast, Uncomfortable, Hollow Skies, Appalachians Intelligence. It's going to be a great time. Come out, get your tickets. If you want to go see it, you can get the link below. Go to killthemockingbirds.com and you can find all of that. Don't forget to check out the new album. I'm featured on it with 30 Hours to Utah, but uh, Joel Thomas has a brand new album. The soundtrack for The Shape of Shadows. Definitely want to go check that out. Bump it. You know, put it on repeat. Share it to everybody. And, uh, you know, that'll good stuff. And if you're at KillTheMockingbirds.com, might as well go check out the merch. We got the new Nephilim Portal Baby shirt. And, of course, the classic killer uh, Bird Killer shirt and uh, Blood Cheeks tight shirt. We got a couple more designs coming up down the pipeline. And, yeah, you know, that's how we do stuff. So uh, let's get into it. Like we always do about this time. I mean, after this episode, tomorrow you'll hear uh, pretty much a better breakdown, but uh, I'm going to touch it a little bit. The thing that everybody's talked about, the big bad mugshot. Maggie, uh, obviously, uh, Mr. Trump, and that's to be frank, it would be political malpractice for him not to do so, but he is using this mugshot uh, and um, trying to raise money off of it, uh, posting it on Truth Social Um, We know that the former president is someone who cares quite a bit about his image and legacy, this pose uh, that he considers to be menacing, uh, we're told, uh, is part of that. He does not like to be perceived as a loser, despite what he would call perhaps braggadocious behavior uh, and statements in light of this. How do you think this latest arrest and mugshot in particular uh, and the fingerprinting uh, and all of what he went through today. How do you think that's actually sitting with him tonight? I don't think especially well, Jake. Uh, from what I heard from people who had spoken to him, he actually seemed less agitated heading into today than he had the previous three indictments, which is still a remarkable sentence to say. But he doesn't want to be mugshotted. He doesn't want to be arrested. He doesn't want to have to uh, have what in his mind is the indignity of going to this jail and then, you know, submitting to a, a photo and a, a mugshot and fingerprinting. And to your point about the visuals of him, it isn't just that he wants to look menacing, which is certainly true, and he has, he has made that kind of face in photos for years and years and years. He doesn't want to look weak, and that's what that's about. And so, you know, circulating the mugshot, fundraising off of it, owning it, using it for press, that's all part of a, a playbook that we have seen him use over and over again, but that does not mean he's enjoying any of this. Um, this is you know, a, a serious thing. He is facing serious jail time. And he's not going to see any jail time. He's the president or former president. He has diplomatic immunity. I don't diplomatic immunity. So I don't even think he can be convicted of anything. Now, I'm not an expert on that, but that's something I've seen. But to me, the mugshot really solidified that he's gonna win. There's no doubt in my mind that he's gonna win 2024 now. It's everywhere, just like they did in 2016. They're creating that character again. And that's why it's hard for me to endorse or see him as a genuine person that's for the working class is because he's it's manufactured and why did this not we see this in 2020 you'll hear more about it we're gonna we got a whole episode tomorrow dropping on it but i want to touch on that and i think uh here's the last clip i'm going to talk about it here's a little clip of people talking around the internet there's tons of these clips all over people are gonna vote for trump it just ignited him after the uh fbi raid 
after all these indictments, it's really lit the fire under people that were on the fence or didn't care. And having bad economic situations is not helping it. Yes, you better believe it. Look what happened to Martha Stewart. She caught that felony. She goes to all the cookouts with Snoop Dogg. She is endorsed. She cripping. Bruh, Trump is a brother now. I'm sorry. You go to, you go to goddamn, you go to jail in Zone 6 Atlanta, you a brother. Straight up. They fucked up. Niggas like niggas that went to jail. They believe in that shit. This is, this is good. We believe in that shit. We trust that. I'm sorry. You can say what you want, but they fuck with people that went to jail. They fucks with people that been in the penitentiary. <laughs> it's unanimous, man. I'm hearing all kinds of it. I know there's still people that were cheering. Yeah, people like, yes, but that's a lot of the mainstream people, the people that are not part of the working class. They're like bottom tier elitist that's the best way to put it and that's what we're gonna see and i think people need to investigate more and then like i said tomorrow will be a great episode if you're listening to this or you'll see the next kill the mockingbirds episode uh check it out trump 316 i think people are gonna be surprised about some of the things that he did while he was in office but enough of that i'm sure plenty of people have heard all about the mug shop i wanted to talk about a few other things today Let's get into AI a little bit. I thought this was an interesting clip. Uh, I don't know how much AI is really advanced. They say stuff. I don't know if that's truly how far the technology is or if they're trying to convince us that it's smarter than a human being that is going to like take us over. I always feel like they're taking shots at us as human beings. But here's an AI clip about AI helping I think a paraplegic woman that was after an accident or lost her voice through some kind of accident and AI is recreating her voice. We turn now to a breakthrough helping a paralyzed woman speak again. It's all thanks to artificial intelligence. Here's ABC's Allison Kosick. For 18 years, Ann Johnson hasn't said one word until now. Great to see you were dead. When she was 30 years old, married with kids, Anne had a paralyzing stroke while playing volleyball, robbing her of an ability to communicate other than using a letter board. Now, artificial intelligence has helped give Anne her voice back. You are truly wonderful people. And for the first time in a long time, she spoke with her husband, Bill. I was thinking about running to the store. What time will you be home? It was an emotional moment to hear her voice again, um, you know, that we used a clip from her wedding video to kind of restore her voice the way it sounded. A team of doctors and researchers at the University of California, San Francisco and UC Berkeley discovered a way to use Anne's brain signals and translate them into words using artificial intelligence. We have electrodes that sit on the surface of Anne's brain when she tries to move her mouth as if she was saying a word or a sentence. We decode that activity into sounds and the avatar movements that correspond to the movements that she would have tried to make. Metzger says it's the recent advances in AI that led them to the ability to synthesize speech with the avatar. We decode Anne's brain signals using uh, new AI algorithms and they're essential to being able to do this work. Researchers are now trying to create a wireless version of what you just saw so Anne and others in the future don't have to be physically connected to the computer. We hear a lot of this, you know, I thought it was an interesting story to play. We hear, you know, like Alexa and I think some of the Amazon stuff and other AI companies are that are out there. Not that Amazon is just an AI company, but I know they had offered stuff where you could talk to your deceased relatives or loved ones that I passed on and you could cherish their voices forever. And I felt like this was the same thing because they used that to get this technology into our hands and into our day-to-day lives where it's something that's going to help us. Not always just technologies. I mean, we saw that as well with like the puberty blockers, you know, puberty blockers were first pushed out as just that, like, Hey, you don't want your kid to, you know, have puberty too early, et cetera, et cetera. And that's when we see all this stuff like starting to invade our lives. And I think we got to watch out for a lot of it. 
I don't think it's as crazy as people say, in my opinion. I know a lot of people feel like AI is a lot further and, you know, DARPA likes to make us believe that everything's 20 to 30 years ahead of us, which is quite possible. And I think they do have some technology for sure, but I also think they kind of lie and uh, boast and push things out there to get us into a certain direction. That's why we heard like Elon Musk and all the AI people talking about like, hey, we need to pause. In my opinion, I felt like that was because they don't want us to get a hold of it because then we can use it and profit off of it. And they want to limit it, regulate it. So only certain amount of people It's just like what happens with the auto industry, what happens with social media, what happens with banks. They don't want everybody being able to open whatever they want. So I think that's how we push it out there. But then you get advancements of it by putting this technology where it's like, hey, we can help your loved ones. And I think that's always kind of like the ploy to get stuff. And we are kind of moving into the future. Uh, you know, we had that Amazon drone stuff for a while, and it looks like uh, Walmart's now in the same biz. Next, Walmart has a new partner for its deliveries by drone. The retailer is getting ready to wing it. Wing and Walmart will work together to provide drone deliveries in the Dallas area. The companies say two stores will be able to cover 60,000 homes in a six-mile radius. The drones can travel up to 65 miles an hour. Customers will get their groceries or other items in 30 minutes or less. 30 minutes or less. All right. I love how they're just like promoting it. It's one of those... uh in-house ads where it's like hey this is a story but they're really just like promoting walmart a native ad it's uh what they like to do but we're gonna see more of that i think i think the drone ai drones dropping off all kinds of our medicine and our uh our, our vaccine packs and with our masks uh, i think next episode i'm gonna really go dive in on covid uh, for the next conspiracy gangster i haven't really uh talked about that in a while and there's a lot of stuff going on with covid but i think this is also part of that uh, next steps of where they're like, hey, you don't need to go away out of your house. You don't got to go to the grocery store, man. Just go go straight uh, to the website and we'll deliver it right to you. The more the convenient stuff that they're trying to push down our throat. And we see a little bit over there in uh, San Francisco area where they got all those robo taxis. And let's just say these things are a mess. This morning, first responders and cab drivers in San Francisco are hoping to put the brakes on the city's proposed expansion of self-driving taxis. At a time when they've proven to be not up to the task would be a grave, grave mistake. Tomorrow, the California Public Utilities Commission is set to vote on whether to authorize two companies, Cruise and Waymo, to deploy self-driving taxis across San Francisco at all hours of the day. Critics are raising concern about the self-driving taxis already on the road. They're still not ready for prime time because of how they have impacted our operations. The fire chief has reported 55 incidents this year where self-driving taxis interfered with firefighters' duties. This includes not just unexpected stops in front of our fire stations, not allowing our vehicles to respond to incidents. Tomorrow's vote has been delayed twice already, with representatives from both Cruz and Waymo testifying they would provide training for first responders to familiarize themselves with the self-driving vehicles. At Waymo, we're working to ensure that our vehicles stay out of the way of active emergency vehicles whenever possible. Taxi drivers like Matthew Sutter say they barely got through the pandemic and now they say they're fighting for their survival with the possibility of robo-taxis expanding. If there's no limit on the amount of the robo-taxis, I'm afraid we won't be able to get through this. Yeah, not only is it attacking small business and the working class people, but these things suck. I mean, they're getting in the way of paramedics and emergency vehicles there's been some stories where like it's completely blocked off uh of emergency and it, they're supposed to be programmed to recognize emergency vehicles and get out of the way that's why i say some of this technology i don't think is as advanced as they'd like us to believe and for most people know even with teslas and i think a lot of these robocars are the same you put uh some of those orange cones in front of it doesn't know what to do I know the Teslas, they were putting, uh, I think it was salt or sand, big bags of sand or salt around it in a circle, and the Tesla won't even turn on. So there is ways around a lot of this stuff. I think they're trying to shove some of this uh, innovation down our throat to force us into something that we're not really ready for as a, as a country, as a world, because there's not even, they're still not charging stations for the electric vehicles. And 
I think the robo vehicles is even more what they would like us to be in. I think that's the purpose of the electric vehicles where they can get us into robo taxis and that will lead us around the city and we're not driving around now. They are in charge of what's going on, like where we can go and like, you know, so many things can be accessed through that. Cause I think we're in the age of data. That's why I look when we're talking about these smart cities and smart islands, which I will have an update on Maui coming up right after this where uh, there's a lot going on. They want us to be in these data centers where they can sell our data to make profits so they can sell us products, find out what we're doing, what we're buying, what our thoughts on, and, you know, big brother government. They want us to fear them. And, I mean, that's how I see it. I know a lot of people, not everybody sees it the same way as me, but I think they try to push us into the smart cities. And we all have our little themes of what's going on and our interpretations of what we're seeing. But I mean, it's not getting a lot better. I don't think it's worse. I think a lot more people understand some of the things that are going on. Uh, But like in Ireland, you know, the Ireland uh, medium uh, minister says, you can find this on Twitter, uh, Sean Chris uh, KTMB on Twitter. I've posted this under the DSA. Every state will designate as a body. When it comes to misinformation on the internet, we're seeing a lot of big trend of this. Uh, big tech is being censored by governments, uh, which they want. They wanted the regulations. Remember, we heard all of that when they were out uh, talking about it. Zuckerberg and all them when they were in front of Congress and the Senate being grilled, supposedly. They really push for regulation because I think that's how they cut out competition because then they'll be grandfathered in. And then they let the regulations do their job because they don't care about censoring or shadow banning. I mean, more recently, the CEO, CEO of X, uh, formerly known as Twitter, she said straight up, this will be freedom of speech, but not freedom of reach. And I think that is what all these social media platforms think about. They'll let us say to an extent what we want. I still think they're going to police speech which they are doing but mainly what they're doing is shadow banning people they're like yeah you can post it up but no one's gonna see it and that's why i've been talking on a lot of episodes where you should go to podcasting 2.0 go to these website find a new podcast app go to these alternatives like odyssey instead of youtube maybe not you know you could go to rumble or BitChute, but decentralize all this stuff we're putting everything in one spot making it easy for them to collect data and If we do that, we're just going to be sitting ducks all day long. And the DSA UK has a a Digital Service Act. That's what it's called, right? Digital Service Act regulations, right? In the EU. Now, here's a little clip about this. They are actually going... So when you look up certain sites, like, I don't know if we're on the list, but if you go to killthemockingbirds.com in certain EU places, it may not show up anymore because... They're protecting you from dis and misinformation and things that are violent or what they think is detrimental to society. We could very well be on that list. And if it is, and and definitely if anybody listening to this and you're in the EU, I'd like to know if you go to killthemockingbirds.com, do they allow you? Maybe we're under the radar still. Well, you're going to start seeing a lot more and more of this regulation. The world's largest digital companies have nowhere to hide as sweeping new rules cracking down on tech giants come into play. The EU's Digital Service Act is taking the internet by storm, marking the toughest regulations since social media burst onto screens. If you're watching in Europe and own a smartphone, which probably applies to everyone, then you're going to start noticing changes over the next few months with new safety, verification and consent features. The DSA will force companies with over 45 million monthly users like Google, YouTube and Instagram to clean up its act in terms of its content moderation, user privacy and transparency. But this laundry list is still unclear over free speech. Most large platforms already remove lawful but awful content, but the lines are blurry for keyboard warriors on X, for instance. But even billionaire Elon Musk, who took over the Twitter platform last year and immediately butted heads with the EU over content, is is agreeing to comply. 
While there's nothing new about sifting out fake news and tackling hate speech, hefty fines and punishments may help. Any firm found in breach could face a fine worth up to 6% of its global turnover and could be banned altogether. All eyes will now be on how platforms stick to the rules, with experts predicting the DSA could spark change beyond the block. The EU is yet again placing a magnifying glass over the World Wide Web, but with its rate of expansion spiralling out of control, the DSA isn't the first and won't be the last we hear of online safety. So for now, we're uh, under the radar as far as sight, but that's why when you go to Instagram and look up Kill the Mockingbirds podcast, we won't get much movement. We're getting shadow banned. Well, we don't really care about shadow bands. We just believe just keep throwing up information out there. Someone's going to find it. And a lot of times you guys are great. You know, some of you guys that follow us, you find it, you share it with people, they share it with people and the information still gets out, but we can't always live like that. Right? Like, I just think we got to keep trying to find more alternatives. I'm trying to find alternatives and I hope you are as well. I think that's the best thing that we could do. In these situations, because we've all got used to being on these social media platforms and they've helped people and people have got exposure from them or maybe to be able to make money or get messages out, whatever it may be. But the regulation has always been there, but now it's being even more enforced. And I think through the next few years, we're going to see it really, really ramp up because this is happening in the EU. It's, gonna, it's just only a matter of time to happen to the other Western countries. Now. I'd really like to give an update on what's going on in uh, Maui or Lahaina, right? Like, again, it's such a it's such a messed up story. Like, it's so crazy. Like, I know there's a lot of conspiracies out there. Rightfully so. I get it. Like, there's things and we discussed in our Maui episode about like dues and stuff. And I know a lot of people are in that realm. But before I even get into that stuff, I want to kind of like talk about like, you know, the, one of the elephants in the room that's like not being talked about as much, but here is the Maui mayor. And this is really despicable. It's kind of the similar, like where they're putting all these dummies in charge so they could be fall people. And he has no idea how many children are missing. And there's a, quite a bit of children missing because they were home from school. There were, told not to go to school and it's just a uh, sad circumstances and it's just really unfortunate that the dumb people that they put in charge that's why like it's so preposterous sometimes to even want to vote because when you see the officials that get in and the way they respond to situations it's just horrible i don't know I wish yes I you do how many children are missing you know i, I knew the answer to that I'd be happy to answer that. You have no estimate as to how many so, children are missing? I guess Nothing? we can end this right now. You guys want. Sorry, this always, is one of the biggest takes, questions that takes, the people of Lahaina have, but you don't want to answer. It, it always takes one or two to ruin it for everybody. Please, this is our, first, this is our only Oh, well, we can say that about you. You've ruined it for everybody. You're welcome to say it. You're the media. You can say whatever you want. You're a disaster. All right. Yeah, you've been the worst people. mayor we could possibly imagine. Respect, respect what? This is the most dismal response we've ever had. You won't wait for your turn. You, you want to shout over these guys that are legitimate. Why don't you give them the real answers then? Give them the real answers. That's not his question. Let him, let him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can go, you can go. Yeah. So, of course, he couldn't answer anything. And I'm sure either where he's either in compliance with some people or he's just dumb and he doesn't know what's going on and he doesn't know how to handle these situations because then the governor goes on CBS, uh, you know, good old CIA network. And he's talks, he's actually tells us about the missing children, which they still have like so many, like not miss just missing trouble. A lot of them are missing children, which I think a lot of us know that is very concerning because of all the human trafficking stuff. And just in general, like not even just with human trafficking, but like just for so many young souls to be like just wiped off and it is like a genocide in my opinion like why are you going after this indigenous tribe like Lahaina was a special place uh like we discussed on our episode I, I really think it's despicable but here's the governor and what he has to say 
We go now to Hawaii's governor, Joshua Green in Honolulu. Good morning. Thank you for getting up so early. And I'm so sorry for what is going on in your state. Thank you so much for getting up early. I know it's so difficult because your job is so hard. Thank you, Margaret. Um, Governor, can you tell us how many are still unaccounted for and how long will it take to identify remains? Uh, More than a thousand are unaccounted for about 1,050. Uh, It will take several weeks still. Some of the challenges are going to be extraordinary. As you reported, 85% of the of the land of the impact zone has been covered now by what amounts to a, an army of search and rescue teams and 41 dogs. So at 85% of the land's been covered. Now we go into the larger buildings, which require peeling back some of the floors and structures that last 15% could take weeks. Uh, we do have extreme concerns that uh, because of the temperature of the fire, uh, the remains of those who have uh, died, uh, in some cases, may be impossible to recover meaningfully. So uh, there are going to be people that are lost uh, forever. And right now we're working, obviously, with the FBI and everyone on the ground to make sure that we do what we can to assess uh, who's missing. And that's a lot of them. And he goes further right here. That is hard to hear, um, Governor. Uh, I know a local Maui official said a large number of the dead may have actually been children who were left home that day because schools were closed, many of them alone or with their grandparents. Is that the case? That is possible. Uh, that's that's what we're sharing uh, here internally. That is possible that there will be many children. Uh, this is the largest uh, catastrophe and disaster that's ever hit Maui probably it's ever hit Hawaii outside of uh, wartime events. So uh, we just thank everyone in the world for reaching out and supporting us through all of the, you know, the ways that they can. Uh, Right now we are trying to make sure everyone is sheltered and we begin to get all the federal resources we can to make life in some way livable for the survivors. That's where we are at the moment. So, yeah, like, again, like I said, unfortunately a lot were children and, you know, School was closed and it's so many bad things uh, that seem like there's no way that you can think this was accidental. And it seems like it's going back and forth. And one of the big things we hear is, you know, it's climate change, climate change. And if you've heard the Maui episode, my assessment is that not only probably a partial with the electric company, but as well, I think there's a lot of these climate activists that we're going to have to start paying attention to not only just blocking the streets chaining themselves to the streets and uh, causing that kind of ruckus, uh, gluing themselves to uh, runways and museums, why would they not go to that next level, that eco-terrorist level, and start fires themselves to accelerate, to scare people, and be able to have something to present to people like why you need the change for climate. And I think that's a lot what is going on here, and we're hearing that over and over again. And here's more of Governor Green talking about the broken sirens that they should have been fixed uh, or they were supposedly fixed. And again, saying like, oh, it's for tsunamis mainly, like everybody's trying to claim is like, oh, well, you know, it's for tsunamis. So nobody would know. And again, the culprit of everything. Climate change. Um, As we've been discussing, there are now a lot of questions about all of the policies and procedures. Um, You know, the National Weather Service had issued a fire watch for your state August 6th, a few days before the fire hit. With the siren system, um, you said to CNN on Monday and again on Tuesday that you believe some of the sirens were broken. When did you learn they weren't fully functional? We assess every siren across the state on the first of the month, and then we ask people to update them and fix them to their abilities. You know, I, of course, I, as a person, as a father, as a doctor, I wish all the sirens went off. The challenge that you've heard, and it's not to excuse or explain anything, the challenge has been that historically those sirens are used for tsunamis. Uh, That's when I came to Hawaii 23 years ago, was told when I was living down near the shore. So it's usually tsunamis and hurricanes. Uh, For perspective, we've had six fire emergencies this August. We had six fire emergencies between 1953 and 2003. That's how how fast things are changing. 
I know that there is debate out there of whether we should be talking about climate change or not. Yeah. Well, let's be real, world. Climate change is here. We are in the midst of it with a hotter planet. Uh, you know, it's always a climate change and it's always our fault, the working class fault. And now uh, I'm going to bring out uh, a couple other clips. Uh, he goes on further and scrutinizes Hawaiian Electric and says it's a combination of climate change amplified by human error. And I think we're going to see this trend going back and forth of it was um, climate change. It was Hawaiian Electric. It was the government. And I think that's why like, they throw in the dues, in my opinion. Letting people spread that information out so that there could be another argument for everything to happen. Talking about the children, like school was canceled. Um, people were misdirected. And then they were saying that uh, Maui residents, the police had hundreds of cars stopped on front street and uh, here's a little report of that and so i started walking towards the highway toward on the chart house on the whole, on front street and uh, there were a few people walking in front of me one of them with a stroller and the people in the cars were saying would you like a ride and they all got in and they asked me i said no there's <laughs> there's a fire back there you guys better get moving i uh, and how many cars were on Front Street at that time, would you say? Hundreds. Hundreds. Yeah, so just as packed. far back as you could see. And so I kept walking towards the highway, towards the chart house. I figured there must be a pole down or something there to keep the cars from going out. And the closer I got, I realized there, there wasn't nothing obstructing the traffic. There was just a policeman there. And I started wondering myself if he was going to let me get out. Mm. But I looked up the highway and I saw a bicyclist and another person walking. I went, okay, they got out. I, but I was wondering, why are they keeping the cars here? Because they had all the traffic coming from the north stopped. And that's those pictures you see of all those people's cars straight, just decimated. Decimated. And that's the stuff we were seeing pictures of and that's because the cops we're not just redirecting people. We're holding up traffic. Like, why was this anything that people had to deal with? And I have some other stuff I've reposted from uh, other accounts on Twitter uh, with locals. Like, I think it's important. Let's let's hear from people that were in Lahaina that were there that day and what they saw because they're gonna have a lot better perspective than I am because they were there. They know more than I know. And again, not only just thoughts and prayers to Lahaina and anybody affected in that Maui area, we know that you guys went through some bullshit. And we, I, I think everybody is in agreement that foul play is, is, is what's going on. There's some kind of foul play that has been initiated. We, don't, we just don't know what. But I do want to give a shout out to another Lahaina, uh, Lahaina local and she kind of speaks up and good for her. She's uh, giving her airing people out and how she feels. And I understand. I mean, she lost everything. So $700 at the Biden administration wants to get per household is a joke. So today I haven't had any money come in. I haven't had anybody call me back. I didn't have anything. I, I have no idea. I lost my house. I lost my car. I lost my animals. I mean, come on, man. We're not getting anything. Till today, I still didn't get my meds. I cannot get my meds yet. My, med my medicine was all burnt in my house. My rent money was all burnt in my house. I have no money anymore. I think Joe Biden should take his $700 and get back on the fucking plane and go home. That's what I think. Because $700 compared to all the millions he's giving to Ukraine. Why? We need it. That's why we don't understand why. We're citizens and we cannot get money. But if they're not citizens, they get gazillions of dollars from the USA. Where, where are, where's our government? Fix your house before you fix somebody else's house. 
this is how like your community, other Hawaiians you know, locals, indigenous people, is that how they feel pretty much how you feel? Everybody feels that way. Come on. That's why the local people stick together and we help our own people because we know the outside people are not going to do it. And she's right. They're not going to do it. I mean, fortunately, I know there is some good people out there that would go help. And I'm not saying every single person, we're always generalizing, but look at all those lefties, the woke left, you know, always crying. Like they're not helping any of these indigenous people. These are indigenous people. I mean, not. And on top of that, they're American citizens. You know, they're not even as much praying for them. They're not like pushing it out there. The narrative, uh, like I said on the Maui episode, everybody has their damn Ukraine flag up in their profile, but they can't even share uh, uh, some kind of like even GoFundMe or start a GoFundMe or or start some kind of local or like you know citizen based fundraiser. I mean, there's stuff I've donated to. I mean, I'm not. I don't know everything that everybody's done, but I just find it funny that these, or ironic, these big lefty accounts that are always talking about Trump. And I, I mean, I, I talk about Trump, right? I talk my shit. They could talk their shit, but then they praised Joe Biden. They praised his response in, in Hawaii. They praised the $700 per uh, household. Yet they don't talk anything else about Hawaii. So them presenting that Joe Biden has done a great job is taking the eye off the prize is, is fixing or the, the priorities they're shifting the priorities. The priority should be helping everybody in Maui in Lahaina and they're not. And we saw all kinds of stuff circulating through the last few weeks. Uh, we talked about a couple books that were written. We, we kind of assessed that that was probably like some AI stuff. I saw a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff about, uh, the blue operation blue blue roof you know like where everything that was blue well, why didn't that stuff get destroyed and i mean good questions there's a lot of blue i think some of it is jumping to conclusions in my opinion uh everybody's opinion is valid uh the arguments i've heard i just don't see it like i've seen people talk about blue roofs there's like a red roof right next to it and i think things get confused but here's something i dug up that we found uh online uh, I should be following this page. You might want to follow him, uh, Wall Street Apes. Got some good stuff. Uh, I repost a lot of his stuff. He, he's got some great action. But he actually has, uh, where they're talking about the FEMA operation of the Blue Roofs. Now, I, again, do not think it's Dewey's. I think that the Dews uh, will cause different havoc. I truly believe it's a combination of poor management from the electric company and the government, which I think was intentional because I think they want to make this into a smart city. And I think you have climate activists that are trying to push this climate change and accelerate it so they can feel validated and feel that they are contributing and have something to do in this world because most of them are not creative. They don't have anything to contribute to this world. So they invest themselves into these roles of you know climate change this and i'm going to change the world because they have no other identity but here's a a, a soldier uh, talking about operation blue roof the fema program operation blue roof and the fema self-help program while similar use two different materials both programs help reduce further rain damage to homes and provide temporary protection for the roofs of residential structures damaged during severe weather the sheeting for Operation Blue Roof are installed by a contractor overseen by the Corps of Engineers according to certain specifications. The material is a rolled polyurethane sheeting with fiber reinforcement. It's 10 millimeters thick and measures 20 feet by 100 feet. It's used for major impacts to roofs. The sheeting is 100% waterproof. It is also tear resistant, UV resistant, and fire retardant. The FEMA self-help tarps are installed by the homeowner. The material is thinner and not as resilient as the plastic sheeting. It typically measures 20 feet by 25 feet with grommets to allow for a tie-down solution. These blue tarps are used for minor roof repairs and are more of a patch solution. To sign up for the program, you can call 888-ROOF-BLUE. You can go to blueroof.us or you can go to one of our many sign-up locations. Now, I'm blue, I'm blue, I'm blue, I'm blue, I'm blue. 
<laughs> so I get it. I understand why people are coming to this conclusion. Like, how does that look? There's a FEMA program. Just so happens there's a FEMA program that puts blue tarps on dilapidated or roofs that needed during hurricanes. I'm not saying it's so far-fetched. So I understand why people are getting into that thought process, especially when you see some blue stuff. But I mean, like to me, uh, the blue umbrellas, there's moisture, just like there's moisture on the trees. I'm not saying that's what prevented it. I could be totally wrong. Maybe there is a target. Uh, I mean, like uh, the homie donut, I saw a couple of his videos. I mean, I, I liked what he was going with it, how they show that laser and uh, it's a blue laser and it doesn't affect the blue fabric, but it burns the other fabric. So maybe I'm totally wrong. I just don't see it at the moment. I think it would be easier for them to use Hawaiian electric and use climate activists and the poor government because there was the water shut off. Uh, the electricity wasn't shut off. They're not apologizing for the sounds. The The sirens were broken. They did not have. The proper response that people would uh, to save lives and to go further. I mean, they had some housing projects in Hawaii. The governor takes dramatic action to solve housing crisis. But is he going too far? Hawaii could see construction of 50,000 new homes over the next three to five years for residents of all income levels. If an executive order issued Monday by Governor John Green achieves its intended purpose, the order suspended a half dozen state and county laws primarily focused on, on land use, historical preservation, and environmental review. Titled Emergency proclamation relating to housing. The measure invokes a state law giving the governor broad power to suspend laws that impede a response to emergencies such as natural disasters or the coronavirus pandemic. Now this article was written on July 17th, 2023. So whether it is dues, whether it is climate activists, I mean we could debate on that. We don't know. I don't know. Others may be right. I think what we can agree on that this was some kind of planned attack to wipe out their land and force them into smart cities. And I mean, you could check the document out on killthemockingbirds.com on our disinformation section. These are things that uh, you should pay attention to. And here's another thing that we're starting to notice that in uh, Lahaina, they are giving people orange, like, permission slips there are these orange permission slips that you cannot travel anywhere off of that little island or out of your area without one of these permission slips doing a voiceover this is footage earlier at napili park i didn't feel safe uh, speaking freely about the situation while i was there but the police are issuing permission slips for residents to freely come and go um, to their homes to other parts of the island. been in line to get these? Three hours? Three hours. You can find that also on uh, X, <laughs> uh, formerly known as Twitter. Uh, I reposted that. Like, a lot of stuff I just reposting on there. There's a lot of... There's still some good stuff you can find on there. I do a lot of research, not just on YouTube. Uh, I search up stuff on Twitter, YouTube. Uh, the in Instagram, you can't really, I don't, I find some stuff on there, uh, TikTok, and then of course other sources like when I'm using reading material. But for like a lot of the video purposes, I think X still holds down when you're trying to find good information and TikTok as well, except TikTok always has some damn music in the background. So that's not always great. But again, they're using these uh, orange permission slips to get around. And conveniently, for people that go, oh, Snopes and, and uh, PolitiFact or all the people that are fact-checking us, they are saying this was not for a smart city, right? Lahaina, you know, you know what I'm saying? Lahaina was just uh, you know, unfortunate uh, accident, all these things. But the Canary Islands in Spain, a wildfire that broke out in a mountain National Park on the Spanish island of I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this. Sorry, uh, my Spaniard friends. Uh, Tenerife. I don't know. Tenerife. 
Tenerife on Wednesday spread 1,800 acres in 24 hours. Firefighters struggled contain the blaze and difficult terrain conditions. The fires persistently expanded to 22 kilometers, 14 miles across dry woodlands, covering both flanks of steep ravines near the mountains and volcanoes. So again, it's another spot with the brush, right? We talk about the brush fires, uh, uh, no one maintaining the forests, nobody really... uh, uh, letting all this this waste you're you're supposed to dispose of this brush and go through that's why they always keep talking about like oh we didn't have these fires before you know well you people used to maintain these things and people inhabited these areas so this didn't happen but also interesting is this island as well is to be a smart island they've been in the talks with uh, telecommunication, uh, telecommunication engineers, and they've been trying to bar- build this into a smart tourist destination, a smart island for you know vacation spots. So not only was it in Lahaina, so I- I'm going to try to find out. I have not been able to yet. I've been really swamped at work. Uh, I'm going to talk to Joel about this too. He's a great researcher as well, so I'm going to try to get him on it. If we can find any of other islands that are on these smart, uh, whatever there's, there's gotta be some kind of, you know, these smart committees or like where they have these, uh, plans to make any more islands into smart islands. We need to really check into these to see what they're doing. Cause I know they're trying to take this over and call me conspiracy theorist, but <laughs> I think that we're damn right. But, Again, thoughts and prayers to uh, everybody in Lahaina and Maui. Uh, We're going to keep up to date. I'm not going to say that I'll have a story every week on what's going on there, but I'm going to keep my eye on it because I think it's an important developing story. And you can see the people are being treated like shit out there. They're not even being treated like citizens of the United States or, or maybe that's how that we treat our citizens nowadays. And if, that's the case. It's just beyond sad. And I think that we all kind of know that that is part of what's going on. But in other news, uh, this might be interesting, I'm sure. And kind of curious to why we don't see a lot of the environmental people talk about this. It's always strange what they pick up on and don't pick up on. And I'll be willing to bet a lot of these climate activists are probably filthy people. Like they probably like litter. They probably like have clutter all over. So it's hard for me to uh, take any of these people seriously because they're not actually doing anything uh, to help the environment except like block a road or uh, get in someone's way uh, to get to church or to work or whatever you want to say. So I have a lot of doubts in what they think. But here's something that that they might be interested in. It's uh, Japan releases water from Fukushima plant. Tonight, the first of more than a million tons of treated radioactive wastewater being pumped into the Pacific Ocean a half mile from the shore. The discharge from the Fukushima Daiichi nuclear power plant, where reactors melted down after the 2011 earthquake and tsunami. The contaminated water used to cool melted fuel has been stored in holding tanks that are now nearly full, enough to fill 500 Olympic-sized swimming pools. Japanese officials say there's nowhere else for the water to go. And so begins a long process to discharge all the treated water, which will be pumped into the ocean off Fukushima's coast for the next 30 to 40 years. The filtered water still contains tritium, at levels experts say aren't dangerous, and the UN's nuclear watchdog is backing the plan. But it's making waves across the region with fears of environmental and health risks. China slapping an all-out ban on imports of Japanese fish and seafood. Japan will immediately pollute the water, said this Chinese vendor. A lack of trust is why these volunteers set up their own lab. They're not scientists, but a group of mothers. Aikimura says their children should know what they're inheriting. If the treated water is discharged, she says, she feels the tragedy from 12 years ago could be repeated. 
Radiation concerns linger here. Even now, this town near the crippled plant remains deserted. Releasing the water is raising economic concerns, too, with the fisheries industry here worried Japan's image may never recover. Isn't that how we get Godzilla? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we might be on the lookout for some new strange creatures. Maybe we'll uh, get some crazy cryptids out of this, or maybe it'll be nothing. It depends on what you believe on nuclear technology and what it can actually do. I just thought it was an interesting, uh, interesting story that we should keep up on. Damn, I'm messing up a lot of words today, but uh, we're going to get through this. Attention all podcasters. Not just podcasters, but anybody that uses Zoom. Uh, I know this story is a little bit like from a week or two ago, but Zoom's terms of service changes sparks worry over AI use. Here's what to know. Well, let's go into the quote. Zoom has updated their terms of service, now demand that they use AI to train on audio, face, and facial movements, even private conversations without resource, unconditionally. And scientists say, oh, scientist Brian Jones says in a tweet, opting out is not an option. So just be aware, all podcasters and uh, oh, anybody that's uh, at work or anything that you're using, if you're uh, trying to train AI, then I guess you continue using Zoom. But not only will you be training AI, I'm sure they will be replicating your product. So be prepared to be ripped off. I personally use Riverside.m, a shameless little plug. I mean... They don't give us money for it, but I like them right now. I know people that also use StreamYard. Just something to be a look on the lookout for that Zoom is going to be starting to take your shit, man. Like <laughs> That's straight up, man. I have a feeling that not only are they going to find your facial recognition through that, um, voice recognition through that, speech patterns, but they also will develop and steal your show, bro. <laughs> like, why wouldn't they? Or at least your voice and your cadence for their next show. So let's not train these AIs to take our jobs and shit, man. You know, let's uh, say. I got to give that little piece for my buddy Joel right there. That's uh, his guy, L.A. Knight. You know what I mean? And uh, he's, he's getting getting big. I mean, if you know about the wrestling world. But uh, I digress. And my last story that I got for y'all is that in October, a massive emergency alert test will sound alarms on U.S. cell phones, TVs, and radios. Uh, they say about in the beginning of October, on Wednesday, October 4th at 2.20 p.m. Eastern Time, every TV, radio, and cell phone in the United States should blare out the distinctive jarring electric... Blah, sorry, man, I'm messing everything up. Electronic warning tone for an emergency alert accompanied by a notice along these lines. This is a nationwide test of emergency alert system issued by the Federal Emergency Management Agency covering the United States from 1,420 hours to 1,450 hours, etc. This is only a test. No action is required by the public. Here's what to know. What's going to happen? On Wednesday, October 4th, a test is planned for the entire nation's emergency alert system, a trial to ensure everything is working correctly in the event of a big natural disaster attack. Now, as a kid, I remember hearing this all the time. You know, every now and then you'd hear it. But now it's interesting because we don't see it. And I know that the technologies have changed. You know, there's not, everybody doesn't have cable or um, antennas that they're receiving these signals to. So we're going to see it all on our cell phones. And I think that, uh, not that they're planning anything, but it's just something to keep in the back of our brains, man. These are things that may mean nothing now, but later we will see what it unfolds. And the article goes further. In the wake of the hor horrific fires on the island of Maui on August 8th, 
when warning sirens that might have alerted people to the dangers weren't deployed, it's a reminder of what systems are in place should they be needed. Again, that was intentional, man. <laughs> Those sirens should have been off. And how are they not able to do that? Because they send it to our phones when there's an Amber Alert. They send it to our phones. Uh, remember when the lockdown? I don't remember if everybody remembers that. I know in Michigan, they sent us thing uh, specifically on their phone. So I don't understand why this stuff wasn't implemented. Maybe it's covering their tracks for later. Uh, maybe FEMA's like, oh, you know, trying to look better, save face. I don't know. Just thought that's something that we should go over. And uh, maybe we'll have to go over it again or see what they're planning. Because we always know that regardless of who's right like or wrong on these theories that we're tossing out there, we know one thing. The government's full of shit. <laughs> they're not out for our best interests. So we're just going to do what we got to do to... Not to let these motherfuckers take over. Again, I appreciate y'all for tuning in. I know sometimes I, I ramble on, try to get you guys some interesting stories. I'm going to work on some more. Like I promised in the beginning, definitely going to do COVID for the next Wednesday. I think there's some interesting stuff that we need to talk about. That's something that we haven't discussed in a while. And it's coming back, baby. So let's uh, hit it and get people prepared for what they should see. And what they should expect and how we fight back against these bastards. Also, don't forget to check out our flagship show, Kill the Mockingbirds. We're going to go in on Trump, man. Uh, I think you should listen to it with an open mind. And maybe come back with your assessments of stuff. 40 in Airwaves. October 6th, 7th, and 8th. Go to killthemockingbirds.com now. Get your tickets. Sean Chris Music on all, stre all streaming platforms. And, you know, just check out all the shows we got. We got a, a list of things, a plethora of things coming down the pipeline. But I'm going to end off with one of my songs. Uh, I think it set the tone with all these smart city talk. Let's go with uh, Own Nothing, Be Happy. That's uh, by me, Sean Chris, and uh, my buddy King, Jay, uh, King Mega on the beat. This Conspiracy Gangster, man. News with attitude. Peace.
alphabet agencies manipulate the human population with propaganda. It's time for the working class to unite, get strapped up and locked and loaded. We ain't giving a fuck about body trumping on these bitch ass motherfuckers. It's the state against the people, not me versus you. Locked and loaded. Bah!